right, Brain. You don't like me, and I don't like you. But let's just do this, and I can get back to killing you with beer. You are now tuned into the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. 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 This place is an untapped resource. I love it! With your host, Flex Bliss. You almost think I'm pretty stupid. I'm dangerous. I'm very, very dangerous. And Alex Marchetti. Your voice is like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. For the everyday fantasy sports player. I would rather listen to Fran Drescher for eight hours. Help! Now, I am going to teach some kids a lesson. They're a bunch of f***ing amateurs. And now, on with the show, Party People. Party people. What's up, party people? Welcome, 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 welcome to another fantastic episode of the Better Fantasy Bureau podcast. I am your man, Fifty Grand Flex Hitler. Here are my co-hosts, live and direct. With much respect, Alex Marchetti. What's up, BFA's? What's going on, party people? For those who don't know what BFA stands for, it is the Better Fantasy Agents because we are agents of the Bureau of the Fantasy Bureau. The Better Fantasy Bureau. I've lost a couple of people already, right? People stopped listening already, right? Yeah, they it turned it off. Out. Yeah, I, yeah. I, you lost me too for a little bit. Well, I found you. I found, found you. Found me. Yes. 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 Do you ever hear that? Um, do you ever, do you ever hear that that the Italian comedian Sebastian uh, Medicalo, Medicali, whatever? I can't. I, I always mess up his last name, even though I'm Italian. I mess up his last name, Sebastian, whatever. No. <clears throat> Sorry. My wife loves him. I don't think he's all that funny. I think some of the things he says are funny. I don't think he's like all that hilarious. But my wife loves him, right? And, uh, what uh, type of uh, humor is he's just, it? You know what it is? He's very animated. Like he acts a lot like, you know, like with his acting. Like when he tells a story, you know, like and he's just like, uh, uh, uh. Like obviously he's oh, bad radio. Oh, is it like that, uh, <clears throat> that, what's his name the, that imitates everyone for football? No, 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 no. You know no, who no, I'm no. talking about? I know you do. Yeah, yeah, no, no. He doesn't imitate anybody. He just... Overacts a lot. He's very Overacts. animated. He's extremely animated, right? So he's too animated for my sense. He's not he's saying it's funny, but what some things he sometimes he says some funny things. Like when he was talking about like uh, when people after college they go out to find themselves, they take the trips at the college. He said, "Can you imagine if I tell my father that I got to tell my father like I'm going to college, I'm going to go find myself at the college." It's like what to find yourself? I found you. You're here. There you are. You're right here. You're in my house and you have no job. I found you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, like some of the things he says is pretty funny, but. He just he overacts it, and my wife, the way he does it, wait, loves you're, it. You're saying that I'm like that guy that you just found me. No, when you just oh. said that I lost you and yeah, I was yeah. talking about finding you, it's like what you, you, right. you go to find yourself. You're here. I found you. You're here in my house with no job. I found you. It's like, I, you know. I do have a job though. You trying to compare me with somebody that, that doesn't have a job? You have a couple of jobs. Yeah, you're a very busy man, Marchetti. Uh, too many hats. Too, too many hats. Jack of all trades, master of none. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Definitely not a master of fantasy. You can, you can, Mush Ketty. Yeah, Mush Ketty. Yeah, people <laughs> definitely stop listening to us now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so a lot to talk about today. Uh, lots to get into. Lots to going on in the world of sports. Uh, starting off right away, which is a fantastic story, which is pretty cool nonetheless, about Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, y'all. Oh, that's what I forgot to download and set up and to have. I wanted to download that clip of, of Chris Rock. Oh, from uh, that movie, from the movie Down to Earth. If we want, we could just add it in post edit. Or nah, it's fine. Don't worry about it. No, and maybe, okay. maybe I'll add it in post edit. We'll see how it goes. But when he goes, nah, it's not gonna be worth it. But it's when he goes, when he comes okay. in from Down to Earth, he goes like Tiger, Tiger Woods, y'all. Hey, Tiger Woods, y'all. Tiger Woods, y'all. Ah, I wanted to have that ready, but instead I still have stuff like this. Like you shut your mouth when you're talking to me. I still have stuff like that set up. I didn't change that. SMH. <laughs> Man. You are one pathetic loser. You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. So anyways, uh, I'll fix that up weekly. Except for that shut your mouth. I'm going to leave that one there. No. That's hilarious. No. It's a funny part of the movie, too. No. <laughs> um. Anyhow, so uh, Tiger Woods. Yeah, man. Winning the Masters. Yeah. Since that, that was a big story. Yeah. Yeah. When was the last time he won one? It's Tiger, bitch. <laughs> He's back. He's back. Um, I have an interesting uh, story about Tiger Woods. Go ahead. And it's not really Tiger Woods. It's his caddy, Joe LaCava. <clears throat> Tell me about it. Uh, he's been his caddy since 2011. And you know what he was wearing on Sunday? Clothes. 
You know what? Oh, Saquon Barkley jersey. Saquon. Yeah, he was wearing that Barkley under. He was wearing it under jersey. his overalls. Yeah, whatever yes. he has. Caddy overalls. Yeah. Yeah, he's you know apparently he's a big time New York fan. You, you could know? see the you could see it like like a little bit twenty six the the blue twenty six yeah yeah. <clears throat> so you know, I feel that Tiger Woods won because he wore that <laughs> Giants jersey. I did. Oh, I saw uh, license Gi- plate Giants guy. finally won a big Giants game in a long time. <laughs> uh, license plate guy posted that. Oh, uh, license plate guy. Yeah, yeah okay, he posted cool. that. He having cracking up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I think he went to uh to uh Penn State as well. So okay, yeah. So his alma mater. So that's why yeah. No, that's that's pretty cool. Uh, speaking about you know what it is, it's just it's just great to just see like that comeback story because I have here I downloaded. I want to play it real quick. His first Masters since two thousand and five. So you know, I'm not I'm not a big golf guy, but you know who doesn't like a good story? You know, I want to play it real here. No, it's true. Yeah, especially story like especially Tiger Woods as known as he is. Like, let me play this real quick. What was being said about him by all these uh top sports announcers, these major sports analysts and stuff. Like, pay, listen to this. Okay, cool. The short game is gone. His health is gone. The next press release Tiger Woods should release should be I'm retiring. I have considered him now for the last five, six years a former golfer. Your loss, just give up while you're ahead. Retire with some dignity. Tiger Woods that we all knew, he will never, ever be that guy again. So if you see that clip too, like you see him, he's watching this stuff. Like he 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 saw this contemplation put together, and he's actually watching it on an iPad. Uh, everything that was said about him. So um, so yeah, so that 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 was uh, pretty interesting to see that everybody's. It's it's great to see that that you know you always hear these all, all these stories about overcoming adversity and then returning the ways on top, you know. But for Tiger Woods, like who was considered for a while as not only just what the greatest golfer to ever live like because he's up there in consideration that people talk about the greatest golfer that ever lived he was even up there to be considered as one of the greatest athletes that ever lived like he's in a conversation with like michael jordan tom brady mike tyson muhammad ali and uh wayne gretzky yeah. all these guys and that's not just in their sport it's just athletes in general like you know I know golf is not as popular as football is, so you know they don't see like as athletic. But there is obviously you have to be. It's an athletic sport. You have to be. No, athletic. it is an athletic sport, and you know he has. You know, most I guess younger people would not consider that. You know, maybe, but uh, you know he has made the sport much more popular and transcended the sport into a right. bigger uh, you know platform. And you know you gotta give him a lot of credit because I remember when I was in junior high and my math teacher was. He's like a big golfer. He's like, this kid at his age, he's amazing, you know? Mm-hmm. But I'm like, what are you talking about golf about? You know? Yeah, like, when you're going But I, he was bringing that conversation into a classroom in an inner city school. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, there was, like, how can we relate to it? But, you know, he was just, like, in awe. Like, it's just the type of player that he was and, well, he is right now. I always do. Just look, look at this. Ridiculous. This, this is so ridiculous. Tiger Woods. Eight months ago, was ranked uh, uh, one thousand one hundred seventy-three in the world rankings. Okay, that was that was his ranking. He was eight months ago. Eight months ago. Okay. Eight now months. He's, now he has a green jacket on again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, I think. Wait, well, you know what? It was not even eight months ago. It was uh, mm, it was uh, twenty months ago actually. Okay. So twenty months ago. Okay. That's what he you just say a little more than a year ago. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit over a year ago. Yeah, but still, you know, like he was out of the one thousand place, ago. you know, like in the world rankings. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. He comes and wins the biggest, you know, oh, the biggest stage for golf. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I get the it. Green and jacket, you know. You know what's funny is, uh, like I said, I actually I, I tell my wife too. I was like, I know as I get older, I'm going to be getting because you know uh, more and more into golf as I get older, you know, like I always said, I'm sure I will. Cause I'm going to want to always play some sort of sports. You know, like I said, I joined the Zog sports league and now I play with my Woodside friends. You know, we had two more wins yesterday. Uh, but I always wanted to just keep up playing some sort of sport. I'm always going to want to do that. It's, you know, it's, it is an expensive sport, you know? But, yeah. And I feel like you have to have that time in order to play that sport. Well, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> Me too. Hopefully. So yeah. So I'm going to have the time. Um, and you know what's funny too? I, was, I recently I was watching a South Park episode with Tiger Woods. Tiger ever, Woods, y'all. Did you ever see that that uh, that episode of South Park with Tiger Woods? No, no. Um, yeah, it, it cracks me up because it's like it, it starts off with Tiger Woods like having dinner with his wife, 
And then, and then and then she's like she's beating the crap out of him with a golf cart like like I should have never married you. And then she's like swinging at him, and you're driving away and stuff like that. So what um what, what what's funny about that is that the whole that whole scenario of Tiger Woods Woods running away from his wife, she's um it's the video game in itself. Like that's the video game. Mm. That's the Tiger Woods video game. Is like you know like. And then you fight each other with golf clubs. So it's more like a Mortal Kombat type game of his wife between him. And then once that whole thing settled, the case with his wife and everything, then it went back to him just playing golf. Like, this game is boring now. Why do I want to play this no more, you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's a fantastic story. It really is great. And to see, uh, you know, like I said, he has such a dramatic fall for such a high-end player to now be back to where he was. And it, it's it's awesome. Um when you hear Dave Portnoy's take on it too, they asked him, he says like, I don't like Tiger Woods. I hate Tiger Woods. It's not because of his game. I think he's a great player. I just always thought he was a fraud, but listen, I am wrong. And he keeps saying about how wrong he was. He was saying, forget about Tiger Woods. He's never going to be there again. He's never going to be the Tiger Woods old, just like all those other commentators that we just heard. And Dave Portnoy from uh, barstool sports was saying, Hey, I was wrong. I was wrong. He keeps saying that he was wrong. And speaking of Dave Portnoy from barstool sports, shout out to slice, slice. you know, our family, literally your blood family, who yeah. owns the Slice, who owns all the blends and the blends on the water and all the all the blend restaurants and the Slice restaurants. Yeah. Literally your family, but my family because we're all so close. And, uh, you know, got a great review from Dave Pointnoy. If you'd have been seeing it, check him out. You know, stool president, stoolie president, right? Presidente, no? Presidente. St- yeah. Stool presidente. El Prez, yeah. But El Dave Prez. Portnoy, look him up and then you'll see that uh, he gave a great, great, great review. 8.1. 8.1. Yeah, man. Very good review. That's a very good review for him. No flop. Yeah, he was funny on it. Like, look at this. No flop. No flop in the streets of Long Island. It's Long Island City, not Long. <laughs> but it, it, it's Queens. Bro. A lot of people corrected him on it. And it's funny. He's like, what a boy named Slice. Like, who, who says this? Is the one name is Slice, which your cousin Anthony came up with that name. Yeah. Shout out to Anthony. <laughs> but then he was like, no, it's Slice, L I C, and Slice, Long Island City. He's like, oh, okay. I get it. Tootsie, cutesie. Yeah, cutesie, tootsie. I get it. He's like, Boston guy. <laughs> yeah, but no, but he gave it a really good review, and, and I'm proud for them. And, you know, like, and listen, you know, if you have, uh, for those of you in the New York area, if you want to check out one of the blend restaurants, you always could, but then Slice has great pizza. Check out the one in Long Island City on Vernon Boulevard or go to the one on 30th Avenue in Astoria. Also, shout out to my good friend uh, that listens to the show a lot, too, Nicholas Hyde, who recently got married. I was over there for his wedding dinner and, Congratulations. Uh, his, and his actual ceremony. Congratulations to Nicholas and his wife, Wendy. Uh, success and nothing less to the both of you. Getting back now into it for sports. Uh, tell me a little bit about the NBA playoffs. Hi, what, what you think about it going on? You've been watching it a little bit? I've been watching with my busy schedule as much as I like. I'm, the yeah. only game I'm I'm catching is the last game because you know it ends uh, you know around twelve. Right, right, right. So that's the only one I'm able to catch. And uh, yesterday, You're catching a West Coast game. Yesterday, oh man, Houston Rockets. James Harden was on fire. That's what he does. He scored 20-odd points in the first half, and everyone was just shooting, just making threes. P.J. Tucker was making threes. Yeah. You know, like, he's a low-scoring guy, but, you know, he was making – everyone was scoring. You know, he got a triple-double. Donovan Mitchell, he was struggling. Um, To me, it it seems like the Rockets are – I mentioned before, I think I I like the Rockets this year. And now with the Warriors uh, losing DeMarcus Cousin with a torn – Torn quad. He's out for the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a big blow for them. Although, you know, the Warriors have won without cousins, you know? So. Yeah, but it, yeah, but it's still a big, you know, big, huge blow to them in general, too. But also, but it is kind of dangerous, too, to seeing the Clippers fight the way they do it. They get a win off them. You know what I mean? Like, I, they're not going to beat them in a game of best of seven series. They're not going to beat the Warriors. But that that's what it really all comes down to. It doesn't matter how great you could be. It's how great you can be throughout a best of seven series, you know? Yeah. That's what it really all comes down to. And, uh, you know, there's been some good games. Look at the Clippers. They came back from a 31-point uh, game. Mm-hmm. They, were, they were trailing. That's what I just said. Oh, you said that. <laughs> right, I'm Not the, how much they came back, but I would say that they come back from it. Like, they came yeah, back. 31 points. Saying. Yeah, 31 yeah. points. So, it's, you know, there's, there's some good games. You know, there's a split with the Warriors. The Warriors should be winning that. You know, like, the Clippers, no, that, they've yeah. been overachieving. Once they made that trade, you know, in the midseason, um, no one had the Clippers uh, making the playoffs, and you know the Warriors should go. But you know it's going to be the Warriors and uh, and the Rockets. Uh, it seems like right mm-hmm. uh, if they advance, that's that's going to be in the semifinals. Yeah, and I think whoever wins that is going to end up winning the East out of those yeah. two. Who's going to end up winning the East? Uh, which is also you know it was a pretty good game. Which I was uh, the first game between the Raptors and the Magic. Yeah, that was a pretty good game. It was funny. I was actually DJing while that fourth quarter was going on. 
So I had the game on my phone and I put the phone right in front of my laptop. So I, while everybody thinks I'm DJing and I'm hard at work, I'm just staring at the, my phone. I'm staring at the game and I'm watching it. And I'm like, whoa, it's crazy. What are we talking about? This song. I completely forgot about it. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> no, but that, that was, um, that was the DJ Augustine went off that game. Augustine. Yeah. Yeah. He no, that was, that, okay. that, that was good. Uh, the, the, the Spurs winning. They beat the, the the Nuggets. That was another upset. The Nets winning. That, that's going to be a good series. I think that's going to go like, you know, six or maybe seven. Right, but the Nuggets. Nets beating the Sixers. I mean, I didn't think it was impossible. I didn't think it was crazy to say, but. Nets, Nets got a good team. They yeah, it was a good team. You know, uh, the say, coach bro. has done a, a good job there. Uh, yeah, Russell. Russell's having, uh, he's playing He's playing like a second round pick. Matthew so Johnson, you know, him stepping down. But, you know, he, he has made some bad moves. You know, letting go of D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, you know, look look how he. Well, it he, took it took him a while to come into fruition. Yeah, though. but right now, will you take Russell over Lonzo Ball? He was in he was in that draft with uh, Carlton Towns and Porzingis, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> yeah. And he was traded a couple of <clears throat> seasons ago. Oh no, for, I would definitely take Russell now with you no know, Lonzo Ball. Exactly, you know. So well, they, Lonzo they, Ball, they, they I never thought to, should be second round pick worthy. Anyway, they didn't need to draft ball. Lonzo Ball. No, you know they could have gotten Tatum. Imagine they would have had Tatum with uh, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah, and, and look at. Uh, the, the one that they let, they just let go that was a restricted free agent um uh the one that went to the Pelicans what's his name the, for the Lakers uh, I'm gonna put, I don't I'm remember gonna, come on uh, but he played for the Lakers but he he did pretty good for this season uh, I'm, I'm, I'll pull it up but pull up. I'll pull it up um but anyway yeah Magic has made a couple of bad moves I I I tell you who it is but um anyway with the playoffs you know there's some interesting matchups I see some going a little bit far. Um, the Portland beating the Thunders, they're, they're leading the the series two zero right now. I can see that. Oh, um, you know I like Damian Lillard. Lillard is balling. Love Damian Lillard. Cancer is <clears throat> is putting some work right now. Stepping up for Miritich. Yeah. I mean not Mir- um not Miritich. Nurkic. Nurkic. Thank you. He's co- yeah. So Nurkic. Um, I I could see Portland beating them. Well, obviously it's two and zero right now. So right. So they have a good chance. They have a good chance. You know, and they won those two games at, on the road. Right? No, no, they won it at home. My bad. But uh and then well, Milwaukee, Detroit, also are like horrible. Yeah. Two and oh. They're getting spanked. Yeah. Celtics doing good, you know. So who 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 do you see uh now with, you know, the injuries and, you know, two games uh passing, uh who who do you like right now? Um, I I still I still wanna see not for nothing, I do want to see um the Nuggets go further. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm a fan of that team. You know, I like I like the Joker. You know, I like Murray. You know, I, I like a lot of players on that team. Um, so I, I want to see the Nuggets keep going further. Uh, the Nets. I don't support the Nets. I told you, it's the only New York team I do not support. But it would be kind of you know fun to see them beat the Sixers because I I guess I hate Philadelphia, not the city, but because being a Giants fan, I dislike Philadelphia more than I do Brooklyn. Yeah, you know what I mean, not for none. I do like D'Angelo Russell. I, I was actually uh, I I like that he's having a good season. In, in I was never really a fan of the Russell. In that draft, I know that uh, uh, Phil Jackson was really high on him. I'm not really a crazy you know, fan the Ohio of the State Russell. guy, and um, I do like I, I do like his game, you know, and I like Karis Levert. You know, we yeah, Karis right. Levert. I like I like Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie. You know, they they do have some scrappy players that you know, I like. Allen. They're they're likable, but you know, obviously, I'm, I'm not gonna be rooting for them, but I'm not gonna hate on them. Right. Um, the 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 player that I was thinking of it was Julius Randle. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. And yeah, but that he, he was before them, like yeah. No, he, but he he just became a Pelican uh, just this. Yeah, season, I know, but same. You know? But he was before D'Angelo Russell. He was been on the Lakers for a while, no? Yeah, but you know, look how he was balling for the for the Pelicans. You know, like yeah. he he did pretty good. You know, he would have been a, a, a an addition. LeBron James would have definitely liked him. You know that's a move that they made. There was a couple of moves that Magic uh, Magic Johnson made that uh, you know was questionable, or Rob Palenka, I either or. You know, so but you know here, here and there, you know I don't care about the Lakers. It's all about the Knicks. Word, all, all right. about the Knicks. <laughs> Word. Yeah, you saw yeah. that posted on the the Instagram, like like how, like all which is high press situation. I got another one coming up too, where it's uh, I'm gonna post. I mean, I'll say it now for everybody listening, but then they'll see it on the on the Instagram, which I've been really been active on my, on our Instagram. Which yeah, which, you've been doing good. Yeah, I've been active on it. I'm trying on to you know like yeah, I'm trying to keep the, with the branding, trying to keep it up. Uh, once again, party people, just to remind you all, 
Uh, follow us on Instagram and on Twitter with the same handle at BFB podcast at BFB podcast is our handle on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, there's a lot of funny stuff that I put it on the, I put on the Instagram, put it that I put on the Instagram, some cool trick shots, some funny stuff, you know, like the Knicks, like every Knicks fan from now, you know, it's a high pressure situation over here. How we're worried about it. I got another one coming up that I'm going to post actually on the day of the draft on draft day. It's like a, a, a little gif. Of Homer when he's in the bathroom. I say gif, but yeah, okay. whatever. Uh, when he's in the bathroom, he's like in the bathroom stall and he's like praying. You see him praying. And so I'm going to put like every New Year Knicks fan right now. Not a, yeah, May 14th when uh, when hopefully we get the first pick. Like every New York Knicks fan right now, like pray, praying to whatever God they're, they love. And you hear Homer going like, oh my God, save me. Jesus, Allah, Buddha, I love you all. He's just like all like in prayer, like just struggling because it was a rhino attacking him. It, it, it's just our luck that. Jesus, uh, Allah, Buddha, I love you all. <laughs> it's just our luck that this year now the top three are have the equal equal same amount of probability we're, we're of supposed getting the to have first a 20, pick. You're supposed to have a 25% chance last now, year. Now just 14. 14. But we'll see. We'll see. At the least, road to Zion. Listen, if we get a first or second, I'll be happy. Because even if we get um, uh, R.J. At, Barrett. At know? the end of the day is who we sign as well. Yeah, in the offseason. All right. Um, all right, moving on, party people, right now to the rest of the show where we talk about, uh, which is big news, is that the NFL schedule has finally been released. The NFL schedule has been released, and then uh, even when it was officially released out there, it was leaked out already. Uh, a couple people saw it earlier, especially about the teams that they're a fan of. They saw the schedule released a little earlier, and now it's out there. And what we want to talk about right now is the fantasy implications of these players depending now on the schedule of what we know. Now, we're going to go on this based on what we know now from last year. Obviously, this could all change. Like a big example is like the Jacksonville Jaguars. One year, they were like the worst defense, and it was like every time you played up against them, oh, it's a give me, oh, we're so happy that we're playing against Jacksonville Jaguars. We're going to just destroy them. You know what I mean? Like my, my player is going to kill because going against Jacksonville. Next year, you know, they're like, the best defense in the league. Like it yeah. just changes so dramatically. I remember the, the, the lions, like they thought we were going to be a bad defense and they were a killer defense. And the next year they were a terrible defense. You know what I mean? So it's going to all hundred percent change, but based on what we know now from seeing the schedule. Now, these are players that either move up in the rankings a little bit, or move down the rankings a little bit and stuff like that. So, uh, to tell you another thing. So I'll start it off. So tell you about somebody based on a schedule, Antonio Brown, he drops for me. He has to face a lot of strong cornerbacks uh, so far this season. He has to go against guys like Xavier Rhodes, Darius Slay, you know, uh, Jalen Ramsey, uh, Tremaine Johnson, you know, not to mention also these strong safety has to go against like Derwin James, Eddie Jackson, Jamal Adams. And even though the Chiefs defense wasn't that great last year, they did improve this year by adding the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthew. So he's now on the field for the Chiefs. But besides that, you know, like Antonio Brown just by himself, he's, kind of like matchup proof i mean he's antonio brown so he's basically matchup proof but the offense he's on isn't that good you know what i mean like the raiders have what is seen to be the most difficult schedule of the year now when they said the most difficult schedule it's not because they face the strongest defenses it's just that like the chiefs don't have a very strong defense but they have such a powerful powerful offense that they have to go against them you know what yeah. I mean? and they go against them twice that's a divisional rivalry for them so um that's why, off the bat, that makes it very difficult that you have to face the Chiefs twice. Yeah, and the likelihood <clears throat> for them to win again. Right, that's what they mean about them hard. having. That's what it means by them having the projected about the most uh, worst def, uh, worst schedule this year. Um, but it's just if you're having an offense that's not that good, and they're going against some pretty like strong, you know, hard teams. I mean, how good is it? AB could do. You know, I guess you could make the argument in the case about them playing from behind a lot. And they're going to just feed the ball to Antonio Brown. They're going to feed the ball to Antonio Brown. But that offense just seems like it's going to have trouble moving the ball. Like, I don't know. how It, it all depends also on Derek Carr, on his ability of feeding Antonio Brown, his ability of getting it in time, right, the place where he needs to be. And it's just what other weapons does do they really have out there on the Raiders? They don't really have that much weapons. I mean, we'll see what they do in the offseason and the draft. I mean, well, the offseason's kind of done already for the most part. You know, like all the major things are done. But – so in PPR, he, he Antonio Brown right now, it seems like he's trending down. He's yeah, right, he's definitely trending down because his schedule is tough. Yeah, right now he's uh, being selected 21st. Overall? Overall. Yeah. Second round, uh, eighth pick. 
I, I probably maybe even have him lower than that, to be honest with you. I probably even have him even lower than that. So it's 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 well, you know, then then after that will be Mike Evans. You'll pick Mike Evans over Antonio Brown? Probably. I gotta look a little bit more into his schedule, but yeah, no, you know what? Probably. Well, no, the the Bucks have a tough schedule too. They have the thirteenth worst schedule. The bu- yeah. I'd rather go with uh A B on that one. I don't know. Like I said, it's just it's offense wise. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I I don't know. And they have, you know, they're all the way over there in Oakland. You know, they have, like, some traveling to do. You know, they have to go, you know, to Indianapolis. They got to go play the Jets out of New York. They got to play the Jaguars in, you know. Oh, Jaguars at home. Adam Thielen. Jaguars we we got Thielen over uh, Antonio Brown. Yeah, definitely. Woo. So he's dropping. Yeah, I'll put Adam Thielen over Antonio he's Brown. He's dropping. Yeah, he's got a hard schedule. It's tough. So, you know, definitely uh, Antonio Brown drops for me. What, uh, any players that stick out for you? I have a couple. <clears throat> well, to me, uh. I, as far as quarterback, uh, Winston to me drops. Mm, Denver Broncos, um, Philip Lindsay maybe will drop. What other player are you have, you're thinking right now? I have a, I have a couple. Go ahead, drop <laughs> it, drop it like it's hot. Well, uh, Julian Edelman, he rises in the ranks. He rises, for me. he nice. rises. You know, like just off the bat, I mean, of course, the Pats they have to face they have to face the Bills and the Dolphins twice. You know, that always helps. I mean, the Bills' Dolphins isn't the worst. I mean, sorry, the Bills' defense isn't the worst. Uh, you know, but they're not anything to really fear. Um, I know losing Gronk hurts their offense all around, and Brady is aging. Every year, you're talking about if Tom Brady's going to come back. You know, going to you know come off his high hill, you know, come off his pedestal and just be regular quarterback type. But when him and Belichick are together, you can never really count them out. You never really could count them out. Um, no. The thing that stands out to me the most for Julian Edelman stock rising for me is, you know, of course, the fact that he's the wide receiver one. But it's those last four games of the season. That's what stands out for me. Now, these are like little details, little extras. They don't really solidify your decision. Like, for example, you know, like I'm sure it's safe to say we would both take Tyreek Hill over Julian Edelman, right? Oh, for sure. Come 100%, right? No but, doubter. But Tyreek Hill has harder matchups in because when I say the last four games, I mean the fantasy football playoffs. Yeah. So Tyreek Hill has harder matchups in the fantasy football players when he plays against defenses like the Chargers and the Bears, right? right. These are which are good defenses right now, especially the Bears being a very dominant defense. So Tyreek Hill has stronger matchups over him, but we're still going to take Tyreek Hill over Julian Edelman for the course of the whole season. Yeah. Yes. These are like whole. These are like little details that you want to think about. You know what I mean? Like. You know, we took LeBron James in the beginning of the year, but he got sat towards the end of the year. Like, then, you know, people could start saying, oh, you also want to think about who's going to be there at the end. And it's hard to do that, you know? Yeah. But little details like this, at least, is that the last four game of the seasons, for the season, for the Pats, they have good matchups. They go against the Bills. They go against the Bills. Not all divisions, but they go Bills, Bengals, and Chiefs. They go against the Bills, the Bengals, and the Chiefs, okay? Um also, if you're if you're in a league that goes a week seventeen and week seventeen is your championship week, they play the Dolphins that week. That's a division game, which is like easy. But if you look at it this way, um, what was I going to have here in my notes? I have something here. In my well, notes. With oh, Edelman. yeah, no, no, I have something here in my notes about it. Yeah, so then actually, three of those four teams last year, they're in the top ten for giving up the most wide, the most touchdowns to wide receivers. So that is really good playoff push. So if you're in the playoffs and you have Julian Edelman, it's a really good push to have there that you know you're facing some very easy defenses to go against, especially when that Chiefs game, not for nothing, that, you know, it's, it's going to be like a shootout type of game. It's going to be a really big game. And it's going to be a really big shootout. And I just see them like slinging the ball back and forth. And I see Julian Edelman getting advantage of it. Also, not to mention the Pats also did sign the Marius Thomas. So with the Patriots signing Demarius Thomas, now listen, he's no longer the stud wide receiver one like he used to be. I get it. Yeah, and I, I don't take too much to that because, we, you know, they're known to, to sign, you know, veterans, and sometimes it doesn't pan out. No, yeah, but Demarius Thomas is not a screw up like Josh Gordon is. You know what I mean? Okay, great. And when John Josh Gordon was on the field, they were worried about Josh Gordon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they'll be still... I think that Marius Thomas, as much as he's no longer that wide receiver one, he's still a wide receiver nonetheless that could alleviate the pressure from Julian Edelman. You understand what I'm saying? Because with yeah. Gronk gone, there's more pressure on Julian Edelman. But Demarius Thomas could alleviate that pressure because he's still a decent enough wide receiver to alleviate all that pressure. You know what I mean? So I just think that this all just helps him. Yeah, but he's coming back from a bad injury. So, yeah, but, you know. but, he's, but he's coming back off a bad injury, but to be what? Just to be the number two guy. You know what I mean? They're not expecting him to be the number one guy. 
No, yeah, he's he's probably gonna be a wide receiver three. Yeah, but that. That, well, fantasy wise, he's gonna be a wide receiver three. But on that team, he's a wide receiver two, and they, he could play a wide receiver two role just fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like when you're coming in to expect it to be a wide like Larry Fitzgerald is a wide receiver one on his team. That's a lot to ask out of him with his age and you know and, and everything just starting to go downwards for him and the quarterback play they had. It's a lot to ask out of him. So they're not asking Demarius Thomas. Yeah, to but fill you, cannot, in. you cannot compare Demarius Thomas to Larry Fitzgerald because Larry Fitzgerald, what? if he had a, a a great quarterback, let's say even a good quarterback that had a you know a good career. He would probably be considered the best wide receiver. Yeah, ever. but Demarius Thomas was killing when he had Peyton Manning. He was a beast. Yeah, he but, was a beast when he had Peyton Manning. And how long ago was that? Yeah, a, once, but once again, the comparison I'm making is the roles they're asking to play. Larry okay. Fitzgerald is asked to play a wide receiver one role. Demarius Thomas is not asked to play. If you, you know, if you put Demarius Thomas on the Giants and you tell him to be the wide receiver one, you're asking a lot out of him. You're asking Demarius Thomas to be a wide receiver too for that team. You're asking him to be a second second option for the wideout. He could play that role fine, and with that role he's going to play, he's going to alleviate pressure off Julian Edelman. And with the strength of the schedule Julian Edelman has, it's very favorable. So what I'm saying is that if you take Julian Edelman to be your wide receiver one on your team, which he's going in the fourth round right now, that's a lot of value for him. So if you decide to go RB heavy, in the first two round, in the first two rounds, maybe even the third round of the draft, and take Julian Edelman as your first wide receiver. That's not bad at all. No, that's not bad. I mentioned him last last yeah. week. Uh, I, I love Julian Edelman. You know, we had the conversation of comparing who will you pick over or under. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. who who will you pass on for Julian Edelman or not? <clears throat> you know, the likes of Stephon Diggs, Brandon Cooks, Kenny Galladay, Amari Cooper. You know, are are those those are the guys in the conversation? Like, I'll definitely will pass on Amari Cooper and take my chances. Julian, no, I'll have Amari Cooper over Julian. Yeah, yeah, still. But well, I'm saying, but if you look, like I said, one big thing that stands out is those last four games of the season for Julian Edelman, and uh, they're very favorable for the fantasy playoffs. All right, well, no, the way I'm looking at it, let's say if uh, I got the three, like I have a pick at the end of the third, right, and Amari Cooper's there on the block. Would I pass on him and just go for a running back like a Aaron Jones? I think I'll do that and then pick old Julian Edelman on the turn, and I think I'll yeah. be happy with that. You you could you could go you could definitely go and take like uh you know three running backs towards the end like let's say if you took somebody like you know like a James Conner and uh, who else in the end of the first fourth first round uh. Uh, you got Nick Fournette, Chubb. Let's say like Mack. let's say like Chip, <clears throat> Nick Chubb, yeah. James Conner, and Aaron Jones, and yeah. then you took Julian Edelman. It's not the worst. Yeah, I, I think because yeah. he's going early in the fourth round. So if you're gonna get him, if you're gonna get him early in the fourth round, you're gonna have to have like a late first round pick because that's where he's going. He's going. He's right right now. His ADP is uh fourth four, like you know fourth pick in the fourth round. Yeah. So if you want to get him, you would have to have like a late pick in the first. All right. Uh, who else do you have like that changes for the schedule for you? Well, uh, you know, uh, I'm I'm all about picking quarterbacks very late, and a quarterback I'll probably take a chance on, and I feel like will end up has has a possibility of ending up as a QB one is uh, Darnold, Sam Darnold. What? Yes. What? Yeah, not QB like the he'll be what? Tier, he'll be he'll be a top twelve quarterback. That's what I meant. What? Yes. 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 He has one of the easiest schedules. The Jets have one of the easiest schedules of, you know, of the 2019 season. They're tied with the Patriots, the Rams, and, you know, with those guys. So Sam Darnold, if you look at his last three games that he played, right, when he, you know, he started getting the feel of the game, which was, you know, at the the very end, he was a QB1. He ended up as a QB6, you know. Uh is a guy that that's getting selected very late in the rounds. You know, if you want to go and just build up on your death, this is a quarterback, you know, that you might have a good chance of taking and, you know, and will pay dividends, more than dividends. It's, it's you know, it's... I, I don't... Listen... You might think it's a reach, but, I, I you know... I, I disagree to an... Because, look, the first half of the schedule is pretty tough for the Jets. I mean, look, they got to face the Browns. Patriots are... Okay, Darnold's going in the twelfth right now. No, I I get that, but I'm saying though, it's it's. I think their schedule's kind of tough. They got to go against the Browns. They got to go against the Eagles. They got to go against the Cowboys. They got to go against um. You know, they go against the Dolphins twice. That helps, and you know, and the Bills twice. That helps. They go against the Redskins. That helps. The Bengals. It helps. The Raiders. It helps. 
But then if you look in fantasy playoffs, you know, the last three, you know, the, the, look, most fantasy playoffs go from week 13 to 16, right? Yes. For the most part. So week 13, they go against the Dolphins. Okay, great matchup. But then they go going against the Ravens away at the Ravens. That's tough mm-hmm. to go against the Ravens. And last year, the Ravens, if I'm not mistaken, on average, if I'm not mistaken, on average, a quarterback that went against the Ravens was averaging only 12 points a game. So that's 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 rough. I remember I even said, like, during the fantasy playoffs, uh, I think it was, I'm pretty sure it was, yeah, it was Lisa. And I told her not to play Phillip Rivers. Do not play Phillip Rivers going against the Raiders. Do not. Even though Phillip Rivers was killing last year, told her not play Phillip Rivers, and she played Phillip Rivers. I mean, she, she would have lost anyways uh, with her other choice. I think it was Deshaun Watson. But she ended up playing Phillip Rivers and, uh, and yeah, I think I said Ravens, and it was not good. It was not good. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, he had like, eight, he had like eight points that one game. And then, and then after that, he goes, goes, goes against the Steelers. And they're also not like a schlub of a defense. They're a pretty good defense, especially against the quarterbacks, too. So, I don't well, know. Hey, listen. I won, the I won a championship. The I, I won a championship with uh, not the quarterback that I drafted, you know. A, a, a quarterback that I picked up off on waivers, which was Lamar Jackson. You yeah. know, hey, listen, there's might be some uh, teams that will draft a Kyler Murray, or he might be on the waiver wire for a while, and then you know he ends up being the late bloomer. Who knows? But I'm just taking a big shot in the dark with uh, Darnold. I like, I like the schedule that he has, and he has a, he has a potential second year. Watch out! No, you know? no. I I disagree with you there. And another undervalued quarterback for me it will be you just mentioned is Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers is going into tenth round right now. He's getting he's getting picked over Jameis Winston, who has who is his team has like you know one of the worst schedules, you know, and and Jimmy Garoppolo is around there too, and Jared Goff. I don't know if you would pick any of those guys over Philip Rivers. I think I was I would pick Philip Rivers without a doubt over those guys. He's been a QB one consistently. You know, he's not going to give you some gaudy numbers, like 30 points, 40 points, but he'll be consistent with the points unless he's facing the Ravens. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Philip Rivers is, is a guy I definitely like a lot. Um, he's His schedule's not that tough. It's, it's for the most part, pretty forgiving. I mean, he has some hard matchups against the Colts, against the Texans and the Titans and the Bears. Oh, my. Yeah, it's not, but it's not the, the worst. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's not the worst of schedules, but it's, it's, his fantasy playoff schedule is kind of rough. Jaguars and Vikings, but then he goes Raiders. Raiders, if you make it to the championship with him, he'll play the championship game against the Raiders. Mm. So that's not the worst either. Uh, another player for change of schedule, which drops for me also to mention another you know a player that drops for me. Uh, Leonard Fournette. I had him too. Go ahead. Yeah, he drops for me short of schedule. As far as yeah. running backs go, he doesn't have it easy. Five of his games this year. He goes against teams that ranked within the top 10 last year for giving up the least amount of yards to the running back. He also does have a go go against the Panthers and the Chargers, who rank just outside the top 10 at 11 and 12 for giving up the the least amount of yards, you know? Um, He does have some easy games, like like the Falcons and the Bengals, but still, he's got more bad than good. He also has injury concerns, and now his off-the-field issues are becoming, you know, a pro- problematic. You know, he got arrested for driving with a suspended license. He got into that fight last year, you know, after being injured the entire year. Then now he's finally back. Then he gets to a fight. He gets suspended for a game. It's just, it's, there's a lot of, you know, like question marks, a lot of things to be worried about Leonard Fournette and his, Leonard Fournette and his schedule is not easy. Like I just said, if you think about it, right, you're playing... 16 games with Leonard Fournette, right? 16, yeah. 16 weeks, so 15 games. Five of those games are against top 10 defenses against the run. That's five of those games. So you're telling me 10 of, you got 10 more games with them that are also not easy. And like I said, if you look at it too, um, the, the, the Chargers and the Panthers ranked 11 to 12. So that's seven. That's seven of the 15 games that you would have a Leonard Fournette. It's... That's a lot. That's a huge chunk. That that's huge almost chunk. half yeah. of the games that are, and, that, and the other ones are also not easy. So it's it's he's just you know he's a tremendous talent. They're looking to beef up their O line in the draft. You know, taking that guy to, uh, Taylor in the draft. That's what they're looking at. You know, to beef for their Jawan Taylor. But he's probably more than likely somebody that I'm going to stay away from. I doubt my mind's going to change about him. Leonard Fournette's going to be a guy that I'm not looking to draft. I mean, he's a tremendous talent, so I could be wrong. 
But right now, and then looking at the strength of the schedule, he's a guy that I'm more than likely would not be drafting this year. Uh, a player that I'm definitely going to keep an eye on, and I would like to pick on the turn, and if if I have in the second round, it would definitely be Joe Mixon. Okay. Joe, you know, Bengals have one of the easiest schedules in, in, in football against the run. Yeah. Well, I guess run. I didn't check that. Well, that's what we gotta look at. <laughs> I look at that, but uh, I do like you know since you've been looking at league schedules for playoff matchups, you know they have the Jets, Browns, Patriots, and Dolphins. You know, and you know, of course they're gonna be facing the Ravens twice, but he's right now you know a guy that I, I see that he potentially could be a top six running back. I don't know about that. You don't think so? You don't. His think schedule's so, not all that easy. Seahawks, not they're, bad. They're, they're not bad against they could, the run. They could, they, could, they could get run on. You got the Niners. Run they could on? Get run you on. think they could get run on the, the Seahawks? Yeah, they could get run on. And the Bills, you know, they're mediocre. This, this, the Seahawks are actually well, last year were tenth overall for giving the least amount of yards. They, they could get they could get run on though. They're tenth overall for they giving get, up the least do. amount of yards. There's 32 teams. They're ranked number 10. There's only nine teams in the NFL that give up less yards than the Seahawks last That's year. That's the first game. That's it. You get that game right, out of the way. You can't say they can get run on. <laughs> you can't say it's they the can get run it's on. It's the first game of the uh, of the season. So defense usually take a while to tighten up. You know that. Come on. So that's a game. If I got to face the Seahawks in the middle of the season or late, then it's trouble. But first game, they could get run on. It's a possibility. No. There's, it's, I, it's, the first, it's a possibility. Don't get me wrong. But I don't think it's like, look, dude. It's week one. Dude, it's no, week I get one. it. But I'm just saying, though, there's there, there's only five other teams. There's only five teams in the NFL that have given up. Le- Sorry, excuse me. No, 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 not five. Four. There's only four other teams in the NFL that gave up less rushing touchdowns than the Seahawks. Only the Saints, the Titans, the Patriots, and the Bears are the only teams that gave up less rushing touchdowns than the Seahawks. And they don't have no Earl Thomas, right? No, he's on the Ravens now. Okay, good point. Right. So no, but I, I I I'm saying this is from what we know now. Yeah, they, they but Earl, no, Thomas, Earl but Thomas so. is a big player for them. You know, they don't have him no more. Okay. And it's the first week I'm, of the season. Once again, I'm 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 saying I disagree with you. I'm not okay. saying you're crazy. All right, and then you got the Niners. Yeah. Bills, you get run on Steelers. Steelers. The Cardinals. All right, Ravens. Cardinals. Tough. Cardinals. Ra- Ravens, you know, that's going to be tough. Then you got the Jaguars. Then you got the Ravens. Yeah, the Steelers The Steelers give up a lot of running uh, touchdowns. Yeah. and you the, know, car- the Cardinals actually gave up the most rushing touchdowns. Yeah, and you got the Rams. Rams going to be tough. You got Raiders, Steelers, Jets, Browns, Patriots, and Dolphins. Patriots get a run on. Dolphins get a run on. Bra- Browns, we don't know yet, you know. As Dolphins the, get run on. Yeah, so they gave it's, up the it's, third, not ba- the, it's not a bad schedule if you look at it. They gave up the third most yards and the fourth most touchdowns to running backs last year. It's not a bad schedule. Just look at it. You know? There's only a couple of tough matchups. There's always going to be tough matchups during the course of the season, but it's not that grotesque, you know, for Joe Mixon. He could end up as an RB6. I doubt it. But then again, I said he wasn't going to be an RB10 last year, and he was an RB10. Yeah, well, the I like in, I like in, Joe Mixon. came into play as well, you know, yeah. and then lost his quarterback. But uh, I like Joe Mixon. I just I'm not as favorable about schedule as much as you are. That's okay. fine. Uh, let's talk about somebody who moves up in the rankings, and then somebody who moves up in the rankings for me. He takes a spot up also in the tight end rankings. Is Evan Ingram? Evan Ingram moves up in the rankings for me because like, look, I already liked Evan Ingram just because he's going to be a major red zone target. You know, he's a big body. He's going to be a favorite target for Eli in the red zone, and I think he's going to get a lot of touchdowns, especially in standard. He moves up as well. But with the schedule for the Giants this year, I see, this is a thing. This is a thing. Should we be happy about the fact that our schedule is not that bad at all? Um, It's not bad, but still, we have to execute. And, you know, if you, if I, you I, look, I, how many games do you think we're going to win with that schedule? Six or seven. Yeah, that's six, seven. Best case scenario, I think we're going to win six or seven games. I mean, and, and you're look, you're looking optimistic because you, you, you're a fan. Well, look, I I'll tell you, like we'll, we'll bring it down. Bias no, with six, well, seven. hold on. I mean, look, I don't think we're going to beat. I don't think we're going to beat the Cowboys. I mean, this is me being realistic. I mean, I'm gonna Giants fan enemy is going to say we're going to crush them, of course. And even if we lose, we're going to say we won because that's how I am. <laughs> but I, no, uh, I don't think we're going to beat the Cowboys. Uh, the Bills we could beat. The Bucks we could beat. 
the Redskins we could beat. Bills away or home? Home. Okay. Bills we could beat. Bucks we could beat. Redskins we could beat. Uh, Vikings, I don't think we're going to win. No way. Patriots are not going to win. No. I want to say no way to the Vikings. Nah, well, well I know they got Kirk Cousins, so yes, okay, okay. There's a there's a possibility chance, but so, our defense, our defense no, our deep, well, against that, the Vikings that offense depends what we do right now in the draft. All right, we might be taking two defensive players. It looks like we're not going to take a quarterback this year. And Dwayne by, Haskins has been dropping. Yeah, I know he might be dropping all the way to the Bengals he, now. He's been sporting some Giants gear, hopefully. but a lo- but the <laughs> thing is, a lot of people aren't giving Dwayne Haskins a first round like value. A lot nah, of scouts it, aren't giving him that value. Yeah, they, feel, a, they feel they got he got overvalued. I mean, you know, I think, overvalued I think, at the beginning. And I now think he is. Yeah. I think he is. I think I think it's a sense of urgency. I don't. I don't. I honestly, I'm not crazy about taking Dwayne Haskins if we take him with the sixth overall pick. He's probably not worth that much. We should be taking a defensive player. You know. Anyways, listen to this. So, if we take, so we, we you know we'll, we'll beat the Bills. I think we'll beat the Bucks. We'll beat the Redskins. We'll beat the Cardinals. Right. We should beat the Lions. That's five right there. Jets, maybe. Not the Bears, not the Packers, not the Eagles. Dolphins, Redskins. Yeah, I'd, I'd say like six, seven wins we could have. Which, and, and last year, I had them as seven wins. And listen, if we had, and if we have seven wins this year, that could probably be a playoff push. So you're saying there's, there's seven wins without no Odell Beckham. So yeah, you're telling me probably. Stern, you're going to tell me Stern and Shepard and Evan Ingram are going to be balling out. Barkley. Well, yeah, Barkley, of course. The, I'm not going to mention him. I'm going to mention the other players. Because before we had the tandem we had was well, Barkley this the thing, this, and Beckham. But this is why Evan Ingram moves up for me right now and talk about strength of schedule. Because if you look about this. No, like, I, I love Evan Ingram. But the I, reason he I could see him ending as a tight end three. But the reason is because of this is because that um, in the in the fantasy playoffs also, right? They're facing teams that have had at least. 12 red zone targets to the tight ends. So talking about fantasy-wise for Evan Ingram, right? A lot of these teams that he's facing, they got a lot of targets from the tight ends, at least 12, and I'm talking about in the red zone. The biggest concern with Evan Ingram for me is his health, is if he could be healthy, if he could stay healthy. If he could stay healthy, honestly, I see him being like a top three tight end this year. If he could stay healthy, because he's going to be that big red zone target, and they're going to use him a lot to fill in that Odell Boyd. Also, his um, his pass catching rating has to go up because he dropped a lot of passes. There's a lot of passes that touch his hands that he's dropped. So I'm worried and concerned about that. Maybe an extra year will help him, you know, work with that better. But that is a concern for me. It's about him dropping the passes and his health is a concern for me. But his schedule's not tough, and they're favorable to the tight ends. These are these are you know, besides the Eagles, these are these are you know like teams that have been killed by the slot or killed by the tight end which they're going to put Evan Ingram all over the field in all different parts of the field, you know? I mean, they have Golden Tate who's going to be a good slot receiver for him. They have Sterling Shepard who's going to play on the outside. And they have Evan Ingram. So, yeah, I like Evan Ingram a lot. A player I like is uh, Kerryon Johnson. Kerryon Johnson got the Cardinals. Chargers are going to be tough. They got the Eagles. He got the Eagles, the Chiefs, Packers, Vikings, Giants, Raiders. Bears is going to be a tough one. Cowboys, tough one. Redskins is going to be an easy one. Bears, tough. Then he got the Vikings, which is going to be you know pretty tough. And then Bucks and uh, Broncos in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So on Johnson is going to fourth round. He has one of the easy schedules. Coming uh, off an injury. Coming the only, the only injury, thing I'm seeing about the, the, the Carryon Johnson is that I like Kenny Galladay better because I feel like they're going to be playing from behind more. So if they're playing from behind more, I'm thinking that uh, – they're going to be probably slinging it more to, you know. Karrion Johnson is a three-down back, though. Yeah, no, you know, I get so. it. But, but you know, but he's still not, you know, they're still not using that role. They're still signing up a couple of people. They have, like, they're, they're pretty crowded in the backfield, you know. Yeah, but I still see that he's going to come out. I, I like him. I like Karrion Johnson in general as a player. I love just, Kenny Galladay, too. But, you know, um, they just signed C.J. Anderson as well, which, listen, I know he's, you, you hear the name, he's nothing, you think nothing about, but he did good with the Rams. So who's to say he's he not going to do good with the Lions? Yeah, he was yeah. clutch. Who's to say he's not going to do good with the Lions? I mean, not for nothing, but that also shows me with the Rams how they feel about Malcolm Brown. For C.J. Anderson for doing as good as he did, they must really believe in Malcolm Brown a lot to let C.J. Anderson go, even though he did well for them. Yeah. You know? Uh, but remember, uh, the Lions did have Garrett Blunt, you know, who he was uh, a bit, you know, he, he did good for the Eagles and he did good for the Pats, you know? You could you could compare CJ. The Lions Anderson. don't have Garrett Blunt now though. No, but last year. Yeah. 
You know, and Kerry and Johnson started giving some, you know. And they got rid of um, some Abdullah, too. Abdul, yeah, Abdullah was gone. Yeah, it's he's been, been gone. Worthless, anyways. Yeah. Uh, anybody else you have for such a strength of schedule? No. No? I, I got uh, two more people I wanted to mention. Uh, one guy that takes a small, slight tick down for me. Just small. Just small. T.Y. Hilton. Just a small, just a small, small tick for me. Uh, it's, and it's mainly only because of the final games. That's mainly what it is. Okay. That, that's the main thing of what it is, is when it comes to like the fantasy playoff games. Once again, these aren't things that are going to like make or break your whole entire decision. It's just a little tiny detail that maybe you want to pay attention to when it comes to how you're building your team. You know, it depends on what, you know, what players you have that have what schedules going on and what matches they're facing this down a third. Um, but in the final games, you know, because it, it does suck when you have like a good team that does good all year long. And then they had some tough, tough matchups like that first week of the playoffs, and then they end up just like you know blowing it. So it's it's a real heartbreaker when that happens. But um, he does have to face the Panthers, the Saints, and the Jaguars in three of those four games. Those are tough games. That's not easy. So uh, I mean, the I mean, week thirteen goes against the Bucks. That helps. So if you know if, you, if your fantasy playoff starts in week thirteen, and that's the first round of playoffs for you, you got an easy matchup against the Bucks. But then it gets, just gets rougher along there. Um, he gets a slight, slight tick down for me. Somebody who actually gets a pretty big tick down for me is Julio Jones. Julio Jones? Yeah. He's he's outside the top 10 of wide receivers for me. Oof. Top 10? I'll, I'm going to probably take Keenan Allen over him now. Yeah. Will you take Antonio Brown over Julio? No. But you that's would t- like... You take Keenan Allen, right? Keenan so Allen. I mean, well, Keenan Allen is very low right now. He's getting drafted in the third round. Nah, I would take Keenan Allen over Julio Jones. I would have him ranked. All right, so you pass on Julio Jones. You're not gonna select. I'm not. Him. I would. That's what you're gonna. I do. would possibly pass on him because the thing is this: if you get, look look at his schedule, just now this is just based on what we know now. This could definitely change for me, but what is based on what we know now for strength of schedule? He's got to go against a lot of tough defenses, especially the defenses against the pass. He's got to go against the Saints twice, the Panthers twice, the Texans, the Rams, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Titans, the Eagles, the Vikings. Yeah, that's those pretty, are all. That's, that's a tough. scary yeah. list. Oof. Julio's a beast, but the thing is this, that's a scary list, and you cannot depend on Julio Jones's touchdowns. He doesn't get them all the time. Two years ago, he had three. Last year, he had eight. So it's like, in standard, he drops a lot, Julio Jones. In standard, yes. He drops for me a lot. Like, we talked about that last week about players who differentiate in standard and PPR leagues, but Julio Jones does drop for me in standard leagues, and with this schedule... Like, let me tell you it again. It's scary. The Saints twice, the Panthers twice, the Texans, the Rams, the Colts, the Seahawks, the Titans, the Eagles, and the Vikings. That's scary. That's not easy. If you play the Yahoo Fantasy League and you know they show you, like, if the matchup's good, green, and if it's okay, if it's yellow, and if it's hard red, you got a lot of red flags there. You got a lot of red in your matchup and in, in, in your whole, like, weekly schedule with Julio Jones. It's going to be tough. And plus, because, you know, you cannot trust him being used in the red zone. You cannot trust his touchdowns. I don't care what they're saying. If, if they say it again every year, we're going to use him more. We're going to use him more. They're going to use him more. They say that every year. Now, he's improved last year than he has a year before, I said, from three to eight. But still, it's it's tough. Yeah. He's a beast, Julio Jones. So talent-wise, I get it. I'm not saying do not draft him. I'm not saying completely stay away from him. But it's just somebody with this schedule and the strength of the schedule isn't somebody that I'm not crazy about this year a lot of long travels for him too you know going you know all the way to seattle from from atlanta you know like uh and all this other stuff so it's a lot of traveling for him too and it's just it's just it's not something i'm crazy about yeah well i'm i'm definitely gonna be taking michael thomas odell beckham um over him and definitely tyree kill Tyreek Hill, Devontae sure. adams well Devontae adams you could consider you could even pick Devontae adams over hopkins now if you want if you dare, because the Texans have a tough schedule, you know. So they, I wouldn't take Devontae Adams over Hopkins. All right, well, I would you know, take Hopkins but the, first overall. You know, you could argue that one. You know, yeah, they're playing at Minnesota, at Indianapolis, at the Texans. You know, like at you know, uh, no Cardinals actually. I mean, Seahawks actually play at home. Seattle actually goes to them. Excuse me for that, but they playing at you know uh, where else? Ah, oh, those are the away games that are tough. Excuse me, but still, it's it's hard. It's not a, it's not an easy schedule for him. Uh, anybody else? No. All right. So to wrap this all up, let's talk about the quarterbacks and a little, just a little bit. Let's want to talk a little bit about the quarterbacks uh, to uh, help you guys out and to keep preparing you guys for the years ago. So we got a lot packed into the show today. Uh, one thing I want to mention about the quarterbacks is we definitely say that overall, 
overall, wait on a quarterback. Wait on a quarterback. You know, like just there's no reason to rush for the quarterbacks. It's best to wait on them. Like, for example, the number one fantasy player last year, Pat Mahomes, was going in the 10th round. 10th round, yes. So people that waited on a quarterback and took – some people may probably even took in Pat Mahomes as maybe their backup, maybe. But people that waited on a quarterback and sat down and just waited for the quarterback to come and ended up taking Pat Mahomes, they were granted with the highest scoring fantasy player of all last year. And the MVP of the NFL last year. Yeah. The rookie sensation that is uh, that was Pat Mahomes. Won them some leagues for sure. Absolutely. So, you know, you remember that that tweet that Field the H put out last year during his bye week? It's like, I don't care if he's on the bye. I'm playing Pat Mahomes out of respect. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. I posted that on the on the BFB page. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So uh wait on a quarterback, wait, wait on a quarterback. Like another quarterback too, who was actually the second highest ranking uh quarterback last year was Matt Ryan, and he was taken in the last pick in the ninth round. With twelfth, you know, like he was that—that's his average. He was taken in the ninth round, so you know. But we want to tell you about the values of quarterbacks that you could get really late. We want to talk about those quarterbacks that you could still get really, really late that still give you a lot of value. Is there, uh, another quarter? Any quarterback that stands out for you that you could talk about? I know you mentioned Philip Rivers earlier, you um, know, and, I'm, and I threw a, and a Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Tom Brady. The ageless guy, Tom Brady, he's going in the 10th round. Yeah. You know, if you want to take a shot with him, I know he lost a big, big, big weapon, you know, in 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 passing game, you know. So, um, but he's a guy that, you know, you could say he's the old reliable and, and you could get him in the end of the 10th. You know, somebody that's sneaky, you could just stack up. Sneaky, on, sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Not so sneaky because he wins rings. But, you know, somebody <laughs> that, you, that you could stack up. You know, he ended up as a QB 14 last season. You know, it's not a big wow, but, you know, if he could end up as a QB 14 with, you know, with the potential ended up as a QB 6, you know, why not take him in in, in the end of the 10th round? That's somebody that I'll look into. You know, he, and also they have one of the easiest schedules. So why not? Yeah. Um. No, I agree with that. That's a, that's definitely a, uh, a great thing to mention. Another quarterback that I like really, really late now, it's yet to be seen if you want to take this guy as your number one QB. I 100% recommend this QB in a two QB league. And, uh, you know, I I, I I I would take him more as a backup. But if he ends up like doing well, like I remember one year, right? Like with my out of the last four picks I had, right? In one of my picks, I took Tyrod Taylor. A couple years ago, as my QB, when he was on the Bills, I took Tyrod Taylor because I thought he was so underrated. Tyrod Taylor, and then with my very last pick of the draft, I took Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz killed, and he killed that year. Yeah, right. So, um, and then I remember off the waiver wires, I took Deshaun Watson. I got Deshaun Watson off the waiver wires. I ended up trading Carson Wentz, and they both ended up. And then Deshaun Watson got hurt for me, so it ended up hurting me that year. I remember, I'll never forget that. But the point is. I think that this quarterback has potential to be a fantasy stud, a QB one potential to be, and he's also going extremely late. He's actually being, you know, his ADP is going in the fourteenth round, so you could get him for nothing, which is Nick Foles. Nick Foles. Nick Foles is somebody that I think you could get really late. Nick he is, Foles. Yeah, why not? All right. Like I said, like I said, hey Carson Wentz, I took in the sixteenth round one year. I know, but and, but, you know, but but you're, that you're year over here, you're over here telling me Sam Darnold what? No, because you're saying the schedule's that easy. I don't think his schedule's all that easy. Hey, but Nick Foles. But I'm talking about Nick. Okay. Nick, well, that year that Carson Wentz was 16th overall. People were saying the same thing. All right. When I took him, he was going. He was going even undrafted. Hot take. So I think that Nick Foles is somebody that has some value very late that you could really, really wait on. You could take somebody, anybody else, to build up your bench or whatever it else for the other 13 rounds. And Nick Foles is somebody that I think you could wait on. I'm not saying he should be your QB one, but he has a talent. He has a potential. I mean, look look what he does in the postseason for the Eagles. Now he doesn't have the weapons in Jacksonville as he did in Philadelphia, but he has a talent still that he's bringing with them that I believe could excel and could lead up to being a QB one. You know right. what I'm saying? Now I, I'm not saying I'm 100 percent right, but still, uh, who else? What other quarterbacks do you like really, really late that you should wait on? Kirk. Cousins, first first season with the Vikings, he ended up as a QB thirteen, 
right outside the QB one zone. Uh, you know, he's get, he got to get familiar with uh, the weapons he has. He has two awesome weapons of Diggs and Thielen. You know, and if you look at their schedule, it's not so bad. Plays the Falcons, Packers, Raiders, Bears is going to be a little bit tough under pressure. Giants, Eagles, Lions, Redskins, Chiefs, Cowboys, Broncos, Seahawks. They could get thrown on. Lions, Chargers, Packers. Those are good. Even if, even for the playoffs, I think it's all right. Lions, Chargers, and Packers. The only one that's going to be you know you're going to be concerned about is maybe the Chargers because they have a good defense. Right. But, um, you know, he ended up as a QB 13, playing first season with, with you know, with uh, a new team. You know, now they got a, a one season under the belt. Mm-hmm. Second season, you know, now they got some some chemistry and, you know, the intangibles I think will add on to this and will put, it, put him in the pocket of a QB 1. You know, he just ended up as a QB 13. So I could see him definitely coming in as a QB 1, maybe a, you know, I know it's Kirk Cousins, you know, big games he has folded. But, you know, for stats and fantasy, I think he'll, he'll provide you uh, a lot of uh, dividends for picking him up that late. Yeah, I, I had him last year. Uh, did fine for me. Very serviceable. Uh, just got to see how that offense trends because, you know, they fired their offensive coordinator last year. And um, in the middle, you know, towards like somewhere at the end of the year, we got to see how that continues. That goes. I mean, he obviously has the talent. He has great weapons on his team with, you know, uh, Dalvin Cook, Kyle Rudolph, Stefan Diggs, and uh, Adam, Thielen. Adam Thielen. So he has the great weapons on his yeah, team. You, you can't go wrong picking him in the 11th round or the end of the 10th. Right now he's going 11-7. Yeah. So, so no, no, it's it's not. Yeah. You know, you. I'm sure there has been players that you drafted in the tenth, eighth, ninth, uh, that you ended up dropping. You know, seasons. You know, yeah. so picking a quarterback at in the eleventh round, somebody of Kirk Cal- Cousins, Kirk Cousins caliber, is a good shot that you might get a you know, uh, you know, strike gold pretty much. Yeah. No. I, I agree with that. I mean, it, it, he definitely has more value now than he did last year. Last year, he was going in the seventh round, and now for him going in the eleventh round, right? <coughs> There's definitely a lot more value to him, you know. But this is what we just mean. We just mean are just waiting on the quarterback. Just wait back and send the quarterback. Because look, like we said, like quarterbacks, like Matt Ryan went in the ninth round last year, second best overall. Ben Roethlisberger had a tremendous year last year. I was very against Ben Roethlisberger last year, hugely against him. But he also went in the 10th round last year. So, you know, there's still a lot of value that you could find later on. You know, like Mitch Trubisky went the 14th round. He ended up being the 15th best overall QB last year. Uh, I still don't love Mitch Trubisky again this year. I haven't, I don't, unless he takes some dramatic uh, improvement in his performance. He, no, he, he runs the ball. Yeah, so that's, he runs that's a lot. That's where his assets is at. But if I'm going to rely on him, he has a tough schedule as well. Uh, I'd rather take a shot with Lamar Jackson. Yeah. You so, because uh, at least, you know, you could you could bet on Lamar Jackson giving you 50 yards, you know, which is five points right there alone, you know, on rushing, you know, and then some passing and then maybe scoring a touchdown, running. If he rushes one, that's six, that's two extra points that you get rather than him passing for a touchdown. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, I, you know, Mitchell, if, if Mitchell Trubisky had a, like a better schedule than he has right now, I'll, I'll probably take a chance with him, but. With his schedule now, um, you know, I'm going to be fading. But, you know, I mean, these are things you got to look at. Like like Mitch, Mitch Trubisky last year. Oh, hold on. I was looking at it wrong. I almost said something wrong. I was like, wait a second. That would have been crazy. That's something I do. I almost I almost did it. I almost did it. I didn't do it. But, still, almost I, did a but, but look at it this way. Look at it this way. Like if you took Mitch Trubisky last year in the 14th round, right? Even in PPR games, he did better than Keenan Allen, George Kittle, T.Y. Hilton, Joe Mixon, he had more points than him overall for points for the end of the year. Mitch Trubisky. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so you're just looking at point base right now. I'm okay. looking at just points overall at the end of the year. All right. That Mitch Trubisky, when it comes to PPR for the season last year, had, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? He's a quarterback. PPR? Yeah. What, what, it doesn't matter for Yeah, it uh, does because then that means that Keenan Allen would get more points and he still scored more than him. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha, I, got yeah. I see where you're going with it. All right, so, sorry, you know, he that. still had more points than, you know, Brandon Cooks, Joe Mixon. He had more points than Odell. He had more points than, you know, Philip Lindsay. Now, granted, Philip Lindsay also went really late or he got picked up off the waiver wire, really. But it's just to say that as great as the season these guys had, like you think of T.Y. Hilton, he was great. You know, you think of, uh, you know, I guess even just Keenan Allen off the bat, he did great. But 
Mitch Trubisky still scored more fantasy points than him. Granted, only three more fantasy points than him, but fa- more fantasy points than him nonetheless. And this is a quarterback that went in the 14th round last year. Yeah. So we were saying there's still a lot of value always to be found with the quarterbacks very late. If so. you, yeah. If you average out his fantasy points per game, you know, it's, you know, he ends up being in the in the QB one conversation. You know, averaging 18.8. You know, because he did miss two games. So, you know, if you feel like you, you know, if you like him, you feel like he's going to be running, uh, running with the ball a lot, you know, there's some value there. So, you know, you want to take a shot? Why not? You know? Yeah. No, so definitely. I'm all about taking shots on quarterbacks because, you know, they could end up paying so much dividends. Right. Instead of picking up a quarterback in the fourth, right now, even the third round, second round, you know, like Patrick Mahomes is going so high. Yeah. You could get a valuable uh, running back for that, you know? As much as I would love to have Patrick Mahomes my team, like once again, these are probably players. Depending on what I do in my draft, like I like to, I only like to take a quarterback really, really early like that, like a Patrick Mahomes. Is if, for an example, like I like to look at him maybe like in the fourth round, like if I already took like a wide receiver one, an RB one, and then like a Travis Kelsey, then maybe I'll take a Pat Mahomes because I'll have that Travis Kelsey Pat Mahomes connection, and I have my RB one, I have my wide receiver one. Then I like to go for like somebody like a Patrick Mahomes, or even if I took like a Devontae Adams. And then ended up getting, uh, you know, another RB one. Like you know, last year I I took, like I did it last year. I think when I took um, DeAndre Hopkins and Christian McCaffrey had an RB one, had a wide receiver one. I ended up taking Deshaun Watson in the fifth round later on to pair him up with DeAndre Hopkins. But it was still, I thought it was very early for me to take a quarterback, but I took it to make that connection, that pair, yeah. and because I already had it all balanced out everywhere else. You know yeah. what I mean? One year, I remember one year when I won my. Uh, my fantasy, my first time I won a fantasy championship, I took like I took Marshawn Lynch, AJ Green. This is years, years ago. Marshawn Lynch, AJ Green, Tony Gonzalez, then Peyton Manning. You know, like they were all like some of the best at their game at the times. You know, so that's when I like to take them early. But once again, as we always say, there is value to be found later on, and we're just proving it now. Boom. Uh- all right, party people. So that is it for the show for here for today. Uh, once again, I told you we had a lot to cover as it is. Remember, always follow us on Instagram and on Twitter with the same handle at BFB Podcast. Please rate, review Dr. Fernandez. Thank you for the hilarious review you wrote about us. Uh, yeah, read it if you have it. Okay. <laughs> but um, yeah, so once again, just please keep on the rating, reviewing us, uh, follow us. I'm putting a lot of funny stuff out on the Instagram, and we have a lot, a lot, a lot planned. Coming up for this summer, we have a huge summer for us here at the Better Fantasy Bureau. Marquette, you want to say goodbye instead of just staring at the board? <laughs> Peace, BFAs. Take it easy, y'all. And let's see what happens in the draft next next week, right? So Next week, yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll be talking about oh, that. Oh, we'll talk about that. Party people, success nothing less. Peace. Peace.